<laughs> to the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 74. This is our family-friendly intro. It's Jared approved. I am your host, Jared. I have with us Mr. Michael Mahoney. I, uh, too, am your host. Uh, sure. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Yep, I'm here. Dessert wine extraordinaire enjoyer. Black cork. Black cork. Is that what it was called? It's called black cork. Excellent. I have Doug Wilson. Estelle Getty is the hottest golden girl. And we're super stuffed today because we also have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I'm always stuffed. And special surprise, back again by popular demand to to entertain your ears with his words, Mr. Jason Brown. Oh, God. That's usually what what Jay does. I basically have two Jays now. (laughs) I did it once, so that was it. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I want to. I want to. I, I, I guess listeners weren't very happy with our last podcast. Well, they're not going to be very happy with this one either. So uh, probably not. It they, they said, it said specifically. Parker says that a bloodborne conversation went pretty much nowhere for an agonizing twenty minutes. The cinnamon thing was promising though, so I want to make it up to uh, to Parker by having a uh, even better bloodborne conversation. And 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 this is going to start with. This is a question for everyone. What is your favorite letter in the title Bloodborne? Um, that's actually a pretty good question. I would say D, because you can also use it to say like like give give someone the D. You know, I my mine is mine is O because my blood type is O positive. Oh yeah, uh, and O O for Bloodborne and O face and O face. I don't like this game. <laughs> uh, mine is B because I like the big stuff. Oh, and bitches. Uh, and I bitches. I don't big play stuff and bitches. But that E shouldn't be there. <laughs> Not in my America. That's fine. <laughs> my Doug. favorite is X because it's too extreme. And I, what, is that that's, there, right? that's the that's the uh, DLC Bloodborne Triple X stream. I hope you're happy, Parker. There's a Bloodborne conversation that goes somewhere. Um, also, I guess maybe we just real it quick is. we can hit upon Cinnamon. Um, it's good in its native format, but but perhaps more divisive when it's um, created in a lab for the sake of flavoring candy. Would we? I, all, I, I'm gonna I, come I, out and say it. I'm not a fan of Cinnamon. Sorry. Like in general. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back, 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 back You're not a fan of Cinnamon. How can you not be a fan of Cinnamon? Are you, aren't you like dating a, so a five star chef? White wife or something, she has yeah, to. Yeah, and she she understands not to overuse cinnamon, which you Americans seem to not uh, understand. Because cinnamon cinnamon is fucking awesome. What do we put? No, cinnamon cinnamon covers every other taste. Well, so cinnamon. all you're doing is like, oh, you know, well, my fucking thing tastes like shit, so I want to put a ton of cinnamon in it. That's true. Jason's <laughs> got a good point, which is which is the cinnamon toast crunch is literally the only taste that you can see. <laughs> and I think we all agreed last time when we talked about this that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is an acceptable form of cinnamon. I was ready to go on a tirade, but yeah, you guys shut me down pretty thoroughly that way. Yeah. Um, it hots? No, no. That's, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I can argue with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So. I, we, think those, it, I think the, like, the red candy cinnamon is really gross, but like real cinnamon is good. What about, yeah. can we all agree that French Toast Crunch is terrible? Yeah, French Toast Crunch is pretty terrible. I don't know that I've ever uh-huh. had. I never had it, but I think I'll agree in principle. French toast yeah. should not be crunchy. It doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like something that is really good. I wonder if there's a, a, a cinnamon so. wine. <laughs> not even but, possible. 
I've seen cinnamon beer, but I never had it. I can guarantee there's at least a cinnamon liquor. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm well. I'm sure there's a cinnamon. I feel liquor. like I've heard of that. A cinnamon liqueur. That would that I'm, would make sense. Like I'm pretty. I, I've had a god uh, some something red stag or whatever. It's one of the. I think Jim Bean makes it. That's cherry. Uh, red stag's cherry. There might be a cinnamon tequila. Oh. Ew. Yeah, dreadful. Get off. Just just hang up the call. How about oh, how about I'm cinnamon in, infused vodka? Yeah. Oh God. No. I. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure that's what's available. Like I'm, I'm you, sure I could go you, to our liquor store and find it. Like if you if you've ever been to like a, a Russian party, a party full of Russian people, they have every single infused flavor of vodka you can fucking imagine. I don't think that's the thing I can go to here. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that I've been to. Probably not one where they're drinking. <laughs> Probably not. We could go and read a read a scripture or two. Um, speaking of cinnamon, actually, this is funny. Um, there is uh, a company called Electronic Arts, and they published a trailer for a cinnamon. new a new Star Wars game, which some find to be divisive, much like fake cinnamon flavor. Um, do we really find the? Well, I like I. That's the one where they're like, "This is real gameplay footage, right?" Yeah, I think that's the that's the thing. I, that... I think I'm just going to re- to repeat what I said when we saw the trailer. Is I'm going to write the article about the downgrade now, and then you know when they actually admit it, I'll publish it. It's. <laughs> it, <laughs> I think that's a good point. I think you know if you if you watch the trailer, it's like just a total fan bait thing. It doesn't seem like there's gonna it's gonna be a game with any actual content to it. They talk about multiplayer. Um you know, so I guess it's I guess it's some kind of arena multiplayer, some kind of first person shooter, some kind of bullshit, I'm not sure. Uh, but, but they show like Gungans? Boba Fett and they show Darth Vader. It, it does not have oh. Gungans. <laughs> no, it, no, it, it doesn't. It does feature but the, the thing is I'm all I'm saying is they show Boba Fett, they show like like Darth Vader, and like, oh, play as your favorite Star Wars characters, and the whole thing takes place on the fucking Ewok planet. It's the name of it again. Endor. Endor. Andor. So the whole thing, the whole the, the whole trailer takes place on it on Endor, and um, and yeah, it's just it just looks like oh hey Star Wars fans, here's all your favorite Star Wars things. Come buy this video game. I mean, that's that's kind of what we want, I think, for Battlefront. Like, it's, yeah, I, I guess I don't I don't really look to Battlefront to like further an extended universe or or something. I, I'm well, no, have you ever no. have you ever gotten super pumped for Battlefront though? No, I haven't. Um, but I but a lot of people a lot of people do. Um, I I read a I read like a I didn't read all of it, but I saw a two hundred page post on a Star Wars forum about how Darth Vader never actually went and walked on the moon of Endor, and they found it upsetting that he did it in the trailer. And I just well, uh, I think I at some point guy. I think at some point you don't understand the product because that has like. No bearing. I, well, that, I mean, that's kind of the, that's. Uh, I I don't know. I think I think that's kind of what bugs me about it because uh, because it's kind of like pointless, like fan length is what it feels like. That's like it feels like it's literally just trying to um, get your dollars without trying anything innovative. Just saying, oh hey kid, you're a fan of this thing, so just buy this thing. Already. Well, it's not going to be innovative. It's just Battlefield with Star Wars characters. That's all it's going to be. I know, and, and, and we're I, not I, really I, the aliens for this, right? That's all it ever was going to be. Michael kind of hit it, which yeah. is it doesn't have Gungans, so how good could it be? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is this: like I I don't I've never played a Star Wars game um, that I like that plays with like the main universe stuff. 
except maybe Shadows of the Empire. Oh no no like, no! You are misspeaking, even, sir. Even then, even even then, they had like uh, they had to create an original character. Do not steal. But you have um, uh, uh, fucking oh my god! Why am I drawing a blank on that? It's all this black cork wine that I draw. So can I just say I drank like a lot of. It seems black as cork though you wine. might have had a little bit of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's it's a it's a red dessert wine. I didn't even know what a dessert wine was this afternoon. I just picked it up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll have a nice glass of wine before the podcast. And oh Jesus, um, what, wasn't uh, wasn't Super Star Wars good? Super and Star that, Wars and Super and Empire Strikes that Back revolved around Super Return and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're like we're like reaching back back. I'm I'm trying to. Oh. Like, have, why can't I remember the name? I mean, well, there's, there's Knights of the Old Republic, right? I think that's mm-hmm. one of the best ones. Um, there's this fucking which. What was the big one we were talking about a few days ago? We Je- were Jedi Jedi Outcast is the. But oh yeah! Aside from Jedi Outcast, there was another one you and I were talking about, and we were complaining Dark about how the sequel. Dark- we're, we're complaining about how the sequel wasn't good. What game was this? Uh, Force Unleashed. Oh Force yeah, Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. So the first Force Unleashed was Knights of the Old Republic. Like I feel like that shit, the the like the expanded universe stuff. I feel like that's where you go for an exciting Star Wars game these days. And when I see like the mainstream characters, I just don't get pumped anymore. The um, you know what what game gets a lot of love, and actually I've never played it, but it seems like everybody adores it, and it's not related to the main. The oh, main I guys, did but... I did misspeak. There is one, there is one that's really good. That's uh, that's that's main that's main universe. Yeah, that it's is, it's uh, the NES Lego Star, Wars. Star Wars. No, it's the Star NES Wars. Star Wars where uh, <laughs> in in Japan where Darth Vader turns into a scorpion. Yeah, that's why cool. games were always fun. Um, but no, Re- Republic okay. Commando. I think everybody pretty much likes Republic Commando or hasn't played it like me. What was the point about talking about this? Well, actually, um, so I guess it's somewhere. Trailer. There. there was Everybody a trailer. Everybody loves Star Wars. There was a trailer. Let's, let's deviate for just a second because um, it's not games, but they released the new trailer for Star Wars. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? We haven't talked about video games since October in this podcast. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious real quick. What are, what everybody think? I like Michael Dungeons, as Michael will say. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, everyone, don't talk at the same time. All right, let's have a little order. Here, here. Um, Doug, what did you think Michael, of the Star Wars trailer? No, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Jay wants to be the host of it. It, I, I, I hope it's good. Okay, that's all you get. Lucio, what did you think of it? Boring. Uh, okay, that's good, too. Jason, what did you think of it? Nostalgic and oh. sort of interesting. I think nostalgic is a good word. Jay, what did you think of it? I like how J.J. Abrams uses the same exact scene that he used in the Star Trek movie. I mean, it got you, it got you feeling nostalgic. I, no, it didn't get me feeling nostalgic. What was the Star Trek movie? I think, well, listen, I, 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 I like that. Uh, I like their marketing campaign. I've been focusing it around uh, 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 this lady and this African-American gentleman. Um, I think that's a ballsy move. Yeah, that's true. Michael, Star Black Wars trailer. Space? That's ridiculous. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? Oh, of course. Nope. <laughs> Alright, well. That's why I asked him first. I'll say this. I think that <laughs> I think that um I think that the score carries that trailer almost more than any of the actual footage. <laughs> like You're, no, seriously. Asking you. Seriously, that fucking music is like oh man. If if I if I did nostalgia out, it is definitely thanks to that score. I mean, but, oh, okay, awesome. let's, let's, let's. I was talk making about this point this. on the chat the other day that you have an entire galaxy disposal, so you go back to Tatooine, Hoth, 
on whatever the fucking main planet is now. Yeah, and then... It's like, motherfucker, know, dude, let's go somewhere else. I, mean, they, I bet you still, that fucking desert planet right. is Tatooine. So let, me, let me ask this, let me ask this. How, how stoked would you be if Ahsoka Tano came back? I don't know what that is. I would not be stoked at all. Mm, anyways. Who came back? I guess not super stoked. Um, let's do our last piece of news. Jay got really pumped about this one. Um, Charles Dance, legendary actor, um, is now featured in The Witcher 3. It has he's, been. Basically, he's basically going to be Tywin in The Witcher 3. He's going to I be playing... That. that is 100% true. He's going to be playing Emhir Var Emrice, the ruthless emperor of Nilfgaard. See? I told you, Tywin. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's a ruthless emperor. So, um, I, so I've been watching um, Game of Thrones all day. That's a show. It's it pretty good. Oh, that hey, it has as much to do with video games as Star Wars does. No, it does. It definitely does. Um, so yeah, anyway, Charles Dance in The Witcher. Uh, I'm sure that'll be good. I don't know. I'm. You're sure? You know what? You know what kind of blows my mind. I don't. I don't know. I, th- I think. I think. I think. You know, a lot of the times when we get these big actors to be in these video games, it really comes down to the talent of whoever's recording them to draw out a performance mm-hmm. and they could get like really big name actors and do nothing with them. It's like, um, um, like oh Patrick Stewart in oblivion. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair to yeah. Patrick Stewart, he was there for 10 seconds. Well, yeah, but even then, like it's such I a, am the emperor and it, I'm going to die. It's such a muted performance anyway. Like he's just like, hi, I like you and no, oh, I died. Like, <laughs> but I think, I think, I think Peter Dinklage is a great example because destiny had Peter Dinklage and, and he fucking sucked in destiny. Right. But then Telltale gets Peter Dinklage, and he's spot on. And I think, you know, I, I know that, that Tyrion is his character and all, but I think it has as much to do with whoever's behind the scenes directing them and who's, like, editing the footage together um, or the voice track together that, and that, as it does with the actor. Um, so I think you could have someone like Charles Dance and squander him. There was, um, I watched a, uh, like, interview session with Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and they were talking about... Uh, celebrity cameos on South Park because you know they get some pretty big names on there and they were saying yeah, that and they always get in stupid roles I love that well they were saying that it's really difficult sometimes to like just because you're a good actor doesn't necessarily make you a good voice actor because something gets lost in translation you have to be a lot more expressive and animated than you would be normally um, and they, they were saying that it's really it was really challenging for them at first to tell someone like George Clooney to like act better, better. <laughs> essentially like uh but it sounds like they got a pretty good hang of it and i mean they don't have celebrities on all that often anymore played and, a great dog yeah george clooney played a great dog and what I else is he believed him he's the doctor in the movie that puts the baked potato in in case but either way um that was just something that always kind of stuck with me and so like what you're talking about where you see peter dinklage in destiny and it sounds like he just like recorded it in his living room while he was doing something else um it it, it kind of makes sense a little bit but uh i don't know maybe it'll be good Didn't they use kevin over to- spacey for something and uh call of duty had Kevin yeah. Spacey and I he didn't do bad I think that something else that really helps is Kevin Spacey they did like a whole mocap session for him so yeah. so he at least he wasn't like just sitting in a studio um and never got to like see the character or even act like the character really I don't know I'm not I, I'm not pro enough I think, I think I would have let, let's talk about well. let's talk about how how off rails um Assassin's Creed went after 
Kristen Bell went ahead and betrayed everyone. I think okay. I think our example of what you're talking about is Metal Gear Ground Zeroes. Because man, you miss David Hire when when fucking yeah, you did actually you did actually miss miss David. Hire. Yeah, that's a, that's actually another really good disconnect. Like yeah. like a professional voice actor did better than you know an actor with quite a bit of pet. Well, I don't I don't, don't want to say quite that, a bit of pedigree but... because I think it's too I think it was twofold with him. Right, it was first first you lose. I mean, it's it's basically Snake is David Hayter. Like after yeah, uh, by after that a point, while, the world's greatest voice actor who maybe is David Hayter was still not going to be as good as David Hayter. Yeah, yeah. It's just like one of those things where the character, you know, it's like it's like it's like it's like uh, casting Pirates of the Caribbean, casting a new Jack Sparrow that's not Johnny Depp. You know, Ian McKellen is Kermit the Frog. Exactly. Actually, I like I like that. Let's do that. And (laughs) Ian McKellen, make it happen. I'm gonna. I'll I'll start putting something together. Um, Email Snake. Um. All right. So anyway, I think that's I think that's everything that I had on the on the news, on news. front. Yeah. Is that it? Really? All right. The, Podcast oh, over. Bye, so Parker. the one that I'm the one that I'm super stoked for because because we're having Jason on because, um, you know we 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 wanted to uh, make sure that you know we didn't just talk about Bloodborne and Cinnamon again. And well, we're doing the medieval cast. Kind of just Jason. It is it is a little bit the medieval cast, and that's why I wanted to ask him first because I'm so intrigued by this game. Um, you had mentioned that you'd been playing Besieged. Yeah, minus the D. It's just Besieged. Oh, is it just Besiege? Yes. Oh, shit. You idiot. That, that's why you don't get a Jared. Maybe I, look, maybe uh, okay. I looked up a different game then. Kick, kick Jason off. Hang, hang up on him. Well, I think I you don't need him anymore. I think that was my mistake. <laughs> so, well, I mean, tell me, tell me about this, because it's got like amazing reviews on Steam. It seems universally beloved. And when I watch like, the trailer for it, it just doesn't... It just doesn't psych me up. Lucio thinks it, it looks pretty grand. Yeah, it yeah. does. So what's um, what's the draw here? Well, I think most of the draw is the art style because you've got this sort of like, um, you know, like in the Matrix when they'd go into the big white nothingness and load up a bunch of shit. Sort of what Besiege looks like. So you've got like just an empty white void and then there's like castles and little knights that are bouncing around like not animated at all so it it looks sort of whimsical and fun but um i don't know for me there's not really a lot to it right now well it's it's, it's, the truth is it's not whimsical and fun because if your medieval weapons fail your villages are getting sacked and all your women are getting raped yeah there's also that (laughs) that is less whimsical someone's having fun (laughs) (laughs) basically they they set you in front of like a castle or something and you just have to build a machine that will destroy it Mm-hmm. which is it sort of it has the scribble knots problem where you can do anything so there's not really anything that can stop you because in scribble knots they would be like oh find a way to get up there and it's like okay i'll just ride a dragon and fly up there mm-hmm. you know because you can do anything so in, it, it's sort of the same in besiege where you can build any giant machine that you want and i don't think there are really any Wait, so I can I can I can build one of those like giant saw things that dig up the middle of the earth. Uh, yeah, oh. you can attach any sort of hinges, and you can uh, assign keys to different things like flamethrowers, and you can make <laughs> walking robots Sweet. or whatever. You want. Robot, I'm finally uh, gonna make my dragon mech that I always I saw, wanted. Yeah. I saw a robot that had a dick that spit fire. What the fuck? I haven't seen any of this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm not joking. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, oh, he's not talking about besiege. 
Yeah, did no, we? No, right. I mean, that's also my porn, but Besiege is, is what I'm talking about. He, he just got back from visiting Japan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe Besiege can become his porn. Yeah. When the time comes. Like, oh. It. Um. How much... So... It's early access. I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today is early access. In fact, everything is. And one of the things that I'm curious about is um, how much how much structure does it already have in place? Because it seems like it's it's relatively cheap. Like it's only six ninety nine. Hold on, hold on. Before that, Jason, will you do me a favor and build RoboSource? Like like the dinosaur that picks up monster trucks. Yeah, Truckosaurus. Um, Truckosaurus. I could try. No, Truckosaurus. Okay. Right. Well, it, well, if if I if I'm able to, I'll I'll find some way to get it into the hands of the people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll post the file on the site somewhere for truck truckosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> but so like, is there is there a, a campaign of any kind to it, or is it is it right now pretty much just like here's some tools and dick around with them? It is that, but it's also here are like whatever ten or twenty levels, and you just go through them linearly and and build it. You build a new. Uh, vehicle for each level that you play mm-hmm. or I think you might even be able to load them so you can just load the same vehicle I'm not sure about that but um, yeah there's just not a lot to it I think I'd say like 99% of the game is just the actual building and tinkering with your war machine there's not a lot going on in the actual world around you to mm-hmm. warrant any sort of gameplay you're just fucking around which is mostly why I think people generally just play the game in the little sandbox level Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like a good way to facilitate chaos. Are they? Do you know what their plans with it are in the future? Like, is it going to be a multiplayer thing, or I don't know. I don't. Not sure. I don't think so, but it could be. I mean, there's just so little there in terms of. I. I mean, I'm impressed with the actual builder because the builder is really nice and it's advanced. And like I said, you can hook up like uh, hinges and pistons and flamethrowers and saws and things like that to different uh, keys. So you really can just make like a big uh just you could make a mech if you wanted to out of wood basically and is it fair is a fair comparison like kerbal space program except with the intent of murder yeah yeah it's a lot like kerbal space program in terms of just the builder is really really nice Mm -hmm. and um although yeah kerbal space program is leagues ahead of it in terms of actual gameplay and it's a little friendlier and happier too like let's go to space that's a lot better than uh, you know, let's kill. Well, I, I don't know if it's friendly and happy because the last time I played Kerbal Space Program, I launched somebody to the moon with no uh, return plan, and he didn't actually <laughs> land on the moon. He crashed into it because I couldn't reverse thrust to slow down, and it was really bad. And he was screaming the whole time. So <laughs> I don't think that's very happy. But I mean, that, no, that's not. Plus, it was so fun. But I think that's also a, at least somewhat on you, right? Like here's a picture of the robot I was talking about. Oh, is there? This is the dick robot. Yes. I'll be damned. Look oh, at it. That could it. be anything. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I think he should I, go I gotta to the see this one. All right, I'm gonna. Oh my God, it's you're gonna have to put this in the. Yeah, I guess we'll link this on the page. Um. <laughs> yeah, that, that you know, I think that gif actually sums up Besiege pretty well. I have stuff. <laughs> And this is, I guess this is what I get for only looking at the, like, um, the official screenshots and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if you go on, um, if you go on, like, 4chan or whatever, they have threads where people just post their retarded contraptions, and you find a lot of dick robots. But you also find some really cool stuff, like 
like all-terrain vehicles that can roll up walls and things. Hmm. I guess on eight. I like I like the I like the dick robot better. This well, yeah. Is, this is actually uh, this is actually a lot cooler than I had initially expected. I, I if you look at their material for the game, it basically looks like you're just going to build realistic siege engines and like. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> that that's not nearly as appealing. Well, as, so now you, now you'll see why. That's player ingenuity sweet. for you. Yeah, Lucio, I'm I'm gonna take back whatever I said about the game. This is uh this is why we have computers. Yeah, you could build like really oh, shit, legit like battering rams and things. Oh yeah, people made transformers and all sorts That's of crazy shit. I'm still watching the thing go. Like it's we should not... make, we should, we should make a dinosaur, like, like, <laughs> I, like the one in in Jurassic World. Okay, super we'll dinosaur. do that. Oh, I'm sure. No, I'm sure nothing can go wrong with making a super dinosaur. <laughs> it is... Nothing can go wrong at all. I mean, we should all learn from Chris Pratt, who warned us that we were. So busy asking ourselves if we could do something that nobody ever bothered to ask if it was a good idea to have a giant fucking smart dinosaur. Did that, he ask that? That could kill everyone. Well, it seems to me he was just like fucking around with other dinosaurs. I don't know. He said he said some dumb shit. It's all right. Wait, which what, was it? Chris Pratt who was also um, taming raptors. Yes, he did. He tamed some raptors. <laughs> that movie looks so bad. I don't even know where to start <laughs> with that shit. Oh. I don't really know how we got there just now, but I'll just say it, it looks like a terrible, terrible movie. And I, I don't Jurassic Park three was already so bad that it lost my like, I don't trust them. So it's always just what can go wrong, the movie. But after you ask that question like five times, it gets kind of old. Well, I mean, I guess they have to make the dinosaur like exponentially smarter because eventually you're going to wonder, like, why does shit always go wrong? Someone should have foreseen this. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, I, they went to like some kind of planet of the apes angle with it this time the pl- how do you what what yeah I mean, you know the smart chimpanzees oh oh yeah like like, like as smart as humans i mean we don't know how smart the dinosaur it seems pretty smart though they start they start communicating they, they said you know oh the dinosaurs are communicating now there's a there's and, a... and then and then there's a scene there's a scene <laughs> where it's like oh shit she's killing for sport yes which is something only humans do <laughs> There's there's a scene in the trailer where they basically say like we made a smart dinosaur and Chris Pratt basically says regular dinosaurs should be enough and it just <laughs> it really kind of feels like he he knows like don't make that movie <laughs> make regular dinosaur movie it's always been my motto regular dinosaurs should be enough yeah regular dinosaurs are cool whatever I love regular uh, dinosaurs I don't need who, them to have big who, who human brains who didn't fucking love Primal Instinct. Primal Rage? Primal Rage. That was the name of it. Yeah, I, I love being I a giant monkey that farts. Yeah, Primal Rage is pretty... Uh, man, that's a throwback. It seems like everyone remembers that game fondly, but if you play it, you will not remember it fondly anymore. <laughs> I remember there was a, a really action-y like, Jurassic Park game back in the SNES days that I really loved, and I tried playing it again a few months ago, and it was so bad. Was it that top-down no, no, it was a side-scroller. It's a side-scroller, right? I remember that one. But it's, it's one. a shooter. Oh, right. Like, it's like Contra, isn't it, kind of? like. Yeah, it's killed on a Contra. All, yeah, of, yeah. All, all of them were like Contra. Like, like Terminator was like that, which is another terrible-looking movie. And so was Robocop. Oh, did anybody play um, Ryan Game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody played Ryan Game? Yeah, that's <laughs> actually a pretty sick shooter. That's the one. 
I did not see that uh, that ending coming. You don't remember? You don't remember that that Super Nintendo Sophie's Choice title? <laughs> how about you know how what? About, how about you know what, you know what game is really good is uh, Shindo's List. That was a great game. <laughs> I mean, there probably is like some kind of like oh, List game. Well, like we were looking, we were looking at that baseball stat uh, board game the other day. Oh my god, I found I found Wait. this like most amazing board game called um, Platinum Series Baseball. It's, oh, great. I really, I really like uh, it actually. No, no, it, no, you really, you okay, Jared? You, you explain it because I'm too drunk. It's, it's got, it's got these yeah. two bros in the trailer, like super bros, like, like they don't have natty ices because I assume they couldn't show that. <laughs> but as soon as they cut, like they were drinking natty ices, and I think what they told them is they're like, just hold the cards in front of you and pretend you're having a great time. <laughs> but these, these cards are like fucking Excel spreadsheets because this is basically like yeah. Moneyball the game. And I don't know, it just seemed very unbelievable because well, both, both of these it, guys it, couldn't pass an ACT. No, but you have to understand, though, that, like, for some reason, baseball fans just fucking love stats. It unlocks their inner... They can do multiplication, but you give them, like, fucking baseball stats but and they're, like, here's, all over here's it. The, here's, here's the problem with it, right? The problem with it is with the Platinum Series baseball is there's basically no graphics, right? You just have the baseball field... And then you have to roll your um your D and D dice. Uh, you have to roll your dice, and I you're just literally just battling these stat cards, and that's it. And so it's like they took fantasy baseball, uh, and took it offline, and then they combined it, um, with like a a D and D game that's only stats, and it all takes place on like a spreadsheet. They just they just combine the most boring shit in the world. Into this one game, and then you know you have to see how pumped these bros are because I think that's what really sets it off. They're, <laughs> they're like they're like literally playing an Excel spreadsheet, but they're like just so fucking excited to do it. You know what really would have um, what they should have done instead of making that game is they should have just made Crossfire again. <laughs> and then do you guys remember that those kids you were having caught up in it? Yep, Crossfire. <laughs> like I bet we can all sing the Crossfire song because yeah. that was some quality marketing. Crossfire. And, I, and then, like and then you get it. all these ten-year-olds wearing leather jackets. And then you get it, and like <laughs> nothing is on fire, and nobody dies, and you're. Yeah. It's really. A oh man, down. you actually, you actually own Crossfire. I had a friend who did my my. <laughs> it seems like that wasn't something that that my parents would have would have picked up. I yeah, my my hey. my parents would never entertain me with Crossfire. They're like, we're not getting you Crossfire. Hey, speaking of Schindler's List, did anybody see that article about the guys who did Ori in the Blind Forest want to make the Schindler's List for games? What? What? Wait, what does that mean? Did they mean that in a good or a bad way? The hell? Am, I, actually- am I going to have to edit this out? No, no, seriously. Like, I thought I had a stroke when I heard it, but they actually said that they uh, <laughs> their idea is for a Schindler's List of video games. A shin- okay. What, what, exactly does, what, mean? what does that mean, though? That, that sounds like what an analogy. here? So is the game going to win an Academy Award? Is that it? They haven't said much except that it's set in World War II. Okay. And that it's a really bad idea. Is this like when... So, you know, know, we found out that Anne Frank actually died a month earlier than we all thought she did. Oh, I thought you were going to say that we found out she was a believer. Um, But maybe that should be their video game. The Death of Anne Frank. That sounds equally cheerful. So, you know, let's just delete all this and start again. So, what about the Schindler's List of video games? No, I don't even know if we need that. <laughs> no, this is seriously a quote. Well, no, no, but they said that. Made... They actually said it'll be the yeah. Schindler's List of video games. I seriously want to know what the, the gameplay is here. 
I don't right. know. They're falsify reports while. Let uh, me let me ask this. You're the one that played Ori. Can they pull it off? Yes. They uh, definitely without even having any dialogue. Like that <sighs> game is definitely very touching. So. No, I still don't think talks. they can do it because nobody. <laughs> will it be a Metroidvania? I'm, sure, I'm not sure how that will work. <laughs> I mean, what's the gameplay here? It's not again. Again, they didn't say. It sounds like the phrasing is not Schindler's List, the game, but the Schindler's List of games. I don't know. It's just yeah, but and that could be it like like Does it mean? Does it mean it's like 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 traumatic? It could just, yeah, it could just touching. mean it's it's very does emotional. It mean, and, does it mean uh, they want an Academy Award? What does it, does it mean they want Steven Spielberg to direct their game? What does that mean? Okay, so I'm I'm reading this off of a website that maybe is for bad people, but Project Memoir, an interactive documentary, will follow the story of Rudolf. The guy doesn't have any vowels in his last name. A real life escapee of Auschwitz from 1944. Without so dealing it, much in terms of gameplay, Mahler did bring up Telltale's The Walking Dead. Oh my god, you are oh, kidding me. Right? You, are, you have got to be kidding me with that. Isn't that a bad idea? That is a terrible idea. I was actually with it. Like, like, listen, I, I have to say, I have to say, it's like the film guy. Um, I would question, like, when, as you were reading the pitch, I would kind of question it as a video game. I would just say, why isn't this a documentary? Um, but I could roll with it until you got to the part where it was like, It'll be like Telltale. I'm like that, that's just like it's a choose your own adventure. That's yeah. That's that's I I don't even know how that that's gonna work out. Him and remember this. Am I? <laughs> yeah, we'll remember this. Um, no, here it is on IGN. It's definitely real. I I think I think that. Right? Um, but the thing is, Telltale Telltale's formula works very well for Telltale Tale, and everyone that tries to copy it does a very bad job with it. Mm. Um. And, but even beyond that, I just can't. Oh man, imagine. You, you think, uh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine being like in the worst um, internment camp on the planet, and and what my day to day decisions are going to look like. Like, what the fuck is that? It's like how do you, how do you make do a I, game I, out of that? After after you take a shit in your in your outhouse, you say, "Oh, there's no toilet paper." So I had to. What is your choice? Wipe it with your hand or wipe it on the soil outside? What is this? What yeah, does it look I, like? I, I was to understand that if you're in an internment yeah. camp, you don't have any choices anymore. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you think uh, that the guards were gonna say hello all the time? <laughs> That's what? Yeah, dope, yo. maybe the the guards might say, "I oh my god, you know what might, what might say, you, you know what might that what might save that game." If your character is no cameras, if you played as Eric Lester, if the game was about Magneto, ah, oh, classic Eric. Well, mm. Eric was—we know Eric was in an internment camp. It, you so, know, it, if if episode four out of five, like BJ Blackowitz showed up and saved everybody, <laughs> maybe then. So, so since we're already kind of on the subject, we want to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> What? Please, go ahead, top that. <laughs> I'm not even sure where that connection comes from. Wait, they said they wanted to be Telltale. That's what they said. I'm oh. not, that's the connection. Oh, oh I thought we were just talking about horrible things that happen to people, but sure. <laughs> they, they said they said they, yeah, that's true. That's a good point too. That's another connection. Why and isn't there a 911 game? Of Thrones, game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my god. Too soon. Game of Thrones Too episode brief. three. Game of Thrones episode three. You are basically in an internment camp in that game. Oh, like like Iron like, like Iron Wrath is turned to do what's pretty much an agreement camp. They um they've done a really good job of <clears throat> creating some main characters and then shitting all over them, <laughs> just like the main characters in Game of Thrones. Like, exactly, like great. Are, like, they caught up. Bravo. I, 
I'm I'm in, I'm impressed that you know you you're competing with the Lannisters and the Starks. Um, they're competing with a ton of people, but but I think I think the Lannisters and the Starks have both fallen from grace really hard. Uh, the Foresters are competing with those families, and somehow the Foresters are still worse. Yeah, they are getting know? they are getting really <laughs> reamed. They really are. So like, like half the Starks are dead. It's public knowledge that like Lannisters. Uh, fuck each other and had all these crazy bastard children, but the Foresters are still somehow in a worse place. And they are um, they're on the way of having half of them dead too. So, so did so do do people do people care a whole lot about spoilers? I actually would like to avoid them. I haven't played three yet. As as would I. Okay. Yeah, this is this is actually yeah, I, I, this I, is I, what I, I'm really I looking forward say, to. I just want to say I just want to say in three, in terms of the Westeros the right Iron Rest storyline, like things are like really fucking bad, and. And pretty much every choice you make in that one, as uh, Roderick, as the oldest belt brother, um, every choice you make as him just seems like it just has him being castrated more and more. Like, like if things can't get worse for this guy, it just gets worse. And I'm actually impressed how shitty everything is going for the Forrester family in the Game of Thrones universe. Cause you know what sounds be- like in, in Game of Thrones, being in the older brother is a bad move. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think, I think being... True. Being anybody who lives in like a non-summer climate is probably bad for you in, in I, Game of Thrones. I will say, I want to say that I am in, more impressed by the Wall and by Essos than I am um, in the series. Like they somehow made those things more interesting. I was never like Jon Snow is okay. I like him enough, but for all the time that we spend beyond the Wall in the series, it just doesn't come together for me. Especially because they just sit around in a lot of places before something happens. It's like here we are, Castle Black for episodes and episodes and episodes talking about going to find the wildlings and they find the gold and find the wildlings and then they sit around at a wildling cabin and talk episodes and episodes and episodes about fighting white, white walkers and then they finally fight the white walkers so it's not that interesting in the show um i think i think with uh the the episodes um they put you in a very potentially interesting place in terms of like like uh like jared jared tuttle's storyline is very much is pretty much just Jon Snow's storyline right it's pretty much the exact same thing but they're taking a few more liberties with it so I think Jarrett can uh, end up in an interesting place but even better than the Wall storyline is the Esso storyline and if the Wall storyline feels a little stagnant in the series the Esso storyline in the series definitely doesn't go anywhere right we've had Daenerys Targaryen being a terrible leader for how many seasons now and that's all it is um, she just doesn't do anything. So anytime I go to Essos in the show, I'm fucking bored. And I guess books are even worse, according to Jared. Yeah, if you uh, if you would like to see um, forward momentum, you won't. I think that the Telltale game has the benefit of knowing their length and knowing that like they're already half at the halfway point, so they can move at a better clip than than the show and the, and well, the books I, can. But this is this is what I really like about about Essos in terms of the uh, Game of Thrones series. Um, uh, the Telltale series, they start you as Asher Barster. Um, and Asher is a sellsword. And they kind of took that premise and they fucking ran with it. Because Asher's adventures feels a lot more like, um, I guess any adventure that you would kind of read in like this desert medieval land of, um, of, of people just getting into trouble and having to fight swaths and swaths of enemies and having to fight. Uh, giant mystical creatures. So, you know, it's like Asher's actually having a, a for real fucking adventure. It's not sitting around talking about the same politics over and over again. It's like exciting stuff that they're doing with Asher. 
So I don't mind. I think you said you mind it if they keep Asher and Essos too long, but I don't think I mind that that much. Um, as long as Asher keeps getting into like these crazy um, and over his head situations, like I really like him. Hmm. I'll have to I'll have to play the third one and see if I see if I follow that path. My 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 only my only worry for it, and I won't swell it for anyone. My only worry is in episode three. They leave Mira Farster in a place where um, I'm not sure her episodes will be as interesting as they were before. Because the great thing about Mira is she's in King's Landing. So she interacts with um, Tyrion and Cersei and Marjorie and kind of um, all the interesting characters that keep all the political machinations going. And and the main reason people watch the show, right? Aside from the, the death and tits, everyone watches it for the political mind games. So Mary Farster's story is very much the political mind game. Um, but it feels like going forward, she might not have that much room for it any longer. Um, and that could be problematic. All right. I want to make sure. That I was, we... I, let, let me let me say one last thing. OK, this is your last thing. Uh, so um, they introduced a new character called Elena Glenmore. And you get the you have to convince her to marry you. Um, and I played I'm playing two different save files and. Man, the lesson, the morals they're trying to teach you with Elena are very weird. If you try and force her into the marriage, as long as you come clean with her, uh, she'll marry you fine. But if you don't try to force her, if you kind of let her decide, she's like, I'm not going to marry you unless you give me stuff. So you can choose to give her stuff. Um, she and likes, then she'll likes, marry you. Likes a man who takes control. <laughs> yeah, that's a le- life lesson right there. It's almost like Samuel Lages. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's, that's not a bad assessment. Okay, I, I'm. Um, you especially intrigued me, Jason, with uh, your suggestion that you could talk about Killing Floor Two because it just came out today um, right. in, in its current beta state. So, did you have you just been playing it today, or have you had some kind of extra access to this? Because I know it's been floating around for a little bit. Yeah, I, I've only today, but um, you know, it's in early access, but it's really not. I wouldn't consider it an early access game. It's pretty much it's just as polished, if not more so, than any other first person shooter you're gonna get anyways. So uh I, I almost in my brain I consider it finished. Yeah, I mean I mean even in their um even in their early access description, they they basically wrote like uh the game is what we consider a polished beta and yeah. is ready for you to play. So I mean it sounds like they even would agree with that assessment that it's pretty much done. They just weren't quite I guess the assessment is they wanted money now instead of a few weeks or a month from now. Sure, and getting money now is always better. Well, and everybody's so. cool with it, it seems like. So, I mean, it's working out great. Um, how How is it? It's pretty good. Uh, it's more, it's it's very similar to the to the first one, but there are enough things different and new. And also, Tripwire has a very good track record with providing free updates for ever and ever. So, mm-hmm. Um, I think with Killing Floor 1, what they did was they supplemented their income over the years to work on free content by selling uh, character packs, which I think is the best model to do because then you're only charging for um, you're charging for completely uh, cosmetic things. You're not charging mm-hmm. for actual content. So nobody's ever locked out of playing together, which is a good move. And I think they're going to be continuing that. But um the thing everybody's kind of talking about with the game, even though it's kind of a nerdy thing, is just the new gore system where you can paint the entire level that you're in completely red if if 
that's how many things you kill. If it goes on long enough. Yeah, I'm not sure how the tech behind that works, but um, I've seen screenshots where there are just like thousands of bodies and huge oceans of blood left on the floor. And I'm like, well, that's something. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It looks pretty fam- family friendly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. family friendly. I mean, with a name like Killing Floor, you would absolutely expect to... Yeah, to take this one home to the kids for arousing. As as long as they don't have to commit fatalities on my family, because I wouldn't be cool with that. No, that would be wrong morally and uh, in a lot of other ways. Does does the co op behave pretty much the same way as as always? Like uh, the game itself, the core like concept hasn't really changed. I assume. Yeah, it's still um, still a matter of surviving waves, and mm-hmm. um, you can still like throw money back and forth if somebody wants to buy a, a gun but they don't have anything and um uh what was i gonna say shit um yeah it's pretty similar and i i don't know it seems almost like a, a super polished upgraded version of killing floor one in some ways in ways that maybe people at first won't be able to justify buying it but i do know again that tripwire does free updates for a very long time. In fact, I think they've still been updating Killing Floor 1 up until like the beginning of this year and that game came yeah. out years ago. This game this game is very British. We have we have one of the characters oh, yeah. Rob Rob Breyer, origin British, um Deptford, London police constable. He likes family, arsenal and a nice cup of tea, dislikes Eurovision, man UTV <laughs> and hot weather. Wow, this is this is aggressively British. It's very it's British. Much with an E. <laughs> Yes, it says blood. <laughs> blood. <laughs> Unacceptable. Yeah, the Britishness of the extreme Britishness of the first game was kind of the big comedic point of it, which is that, you know, everybody says things like, Dosh, grab it all. And so people would throw money back to each other just to listen to all the British voices playing. <laughs> to, to give you an idea, like the last... Uh... The last free character that they released for Killing Floor is named Harshier Spebbington. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're, now they're just coming up with the most British names. Like, hello, my name is Miles Mayberry. <laughs> they, they have a uh, Donovan Bulldog Neil, and uh, yeah, let's see, his dislikes loud flipping. Oh, I thought I thought it said Lord. Well, that's still less exciting. Hooligans dislikes hooligans. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mean who doesn't likes crumpets? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm into these sort of uh, cooperative arena shooter things where you're playing as you know a team of of human players against monsters and shit. Mm-hmm. Sort of my cup of tea. I found over the years. So, and speaking of cooperative, maybe this is an appropriate time to ask also about um, Don't Starve too, because I know that you'd mentioned that you were playing Don't Starve together. Lucio played like just the original Don't Starve. Yeah. Would you say that it is dramatically improved by having a friend in there with you, or is it yeah, still I mean, pretty much the same experience? They've been slowly adding features because I guess what they... Well, I, I didn't play it at the very beginning, but I guess what they did was they started with like a very basic version of Don't Starve that has... They, they ripped a bunch of features out just to work on one thing at a time, and they've been slowly building up features. I think they've just finished adding the core features into the into the multiplayer part of it and they're working now on getting the uh, reign of giants expansion stuff into don't starve together um it plays exactly like the single player version except with more people which creates fun dynamic things like 
Um, obviously, combat and things like that are a little bit easier, but at the same time, now you have more mouths to feed, which, hmm. I mean, you can, I mean, Lucio, you can imagine how that affects things. Now you have two or three yeah. people to feed every single you, you, day. You better figure out how to farm real quick. It, exactly. Which means you um, fucked in the winter. Can you attack the way? Can you eat him? Can you attack your your buddies or what's Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Is it sounds like there's a potential for conflict? Is is there anything that? Yeah, there's actually there's um there are several different game modes you can play, and one of them is in fact a I don't I don't remember what it's called, but it is pretty much like an every man for himself. You can attack everybody mode. So not only do you have to find something to eat every day, but you also have to not be killed by other people. And um, there's another mode that I think is interesting because it sort of goes against the don't starve gameplay model, which is called endless mode, where (laughs) once you die, you can actually uh, you can keep resurrecting and the whole world still persists. So right. You can. So people can die over and over. I think I think the sticking point there is if everybody is dead at the same time, then the, the, uh, the world resets. Oh, that's not. I mean, that's kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah, but um, it is a lot more forgiving in that respect, though, because if you die, uh, you can you actually get to float around as a ghost for a while and fuck around with things. Because obviously, they had to add that to the game because uh, I don't think before you could ever fly around as a ghost. But um, then of course, people learn the hard way that you shouldn't touch anything if you're a ghost because apparently, ghosts set shit on fire. So. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so it's like it's like the man who's everything he touches turns into skittles. Yeah, it's like except your friend goes, "Oh, I'm gonna run over here and haunt this tree," and he burns down the whole forest. And you're like, "How about you get the fuck away?" <laughs> so I I missed the the train here. Is it a free update or is it or are they charging for it as a second release? Do you guys know? So don't starve together. Um, if you didn't get a beta key, which I did, which is why I have it, because um, they did a beta sign up before they. Release Don't Starve Together, which basically was if you own the game, sign up, and if we get to you, we'll give you a key, and then you can play Don't Starve Together. Don't Starve Together is going to be a free update for people who already own Don't Starve. Mm -hmm. But if you don't own Don't Starve right now, and you want to play Don't Starve Together, and you didn't get a beta key, then you can actually buy access to Don't Starve Together for, I think, the same cost as Don't Starve. Yeah. And then you'll get a copy of Don't Starve once it comes out. Oh, okay. So so right now, if you were to buy it, you would only get the, the multiplayer component, and then when later on... No, might... I, actually, I think if you buy it right now, you get Don't Starve Together access, and then along with that, you also get a, a copy of Don't Starve single player. Oh, yeah, because Don't Starve is only five bucks now. The problem is if you're stupid like me and didn't sign up for the, um, for the beta, you yeah. have to wait until it's released now. Hmm. Yeah, unless you want to, unless you want to pay for access, which I don't. Which you don't. <laughs> which most people don't. But, yeah, if um, you already own Don't Starve, then you just waiting until it. Yeah, I mean, I got two beta keys, but I had already given the other one to a friend, so mm-hmm. it's fine. So that's uh, you know, I fucked Lucio over. So you know where you're at, Lucio. <laughs> you you had also mentioned this one's been out for a while, and so I'm I'm just mostly curious why you mentioned it. Um, Seven Days to Die. Did something dramatic happen to that recently, or did you just finally get around to it? Because been I just a- finally got around to it. I know it's been out for a while, and even it, it, even before it arrived on Steam, it had been apparently it had been circulating around for a while. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned it because I had been playing it a lot lately. But it, it's 
it's uh, pretty fun, it but do different. Um, so uh, Jay actually has played a, a good bit of Zomboid. Oh yeah, and it's it's a lot like that, except it's um it's first person perspective, and it has some stuff I didn't expect I was going to be able to do, like um some Minecraft style digging into the ground and shit, and um it's just really punishing. It's like it feels to me like sort of a, a Dark Soulsy version of all of these zombie survival games we have coming out lately. And uh, it's pretty fun if you want to get completely fucked. Which can, some... can, you, can you build a house of dirt to protect yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can build a house out of dirt, although you'll probably be able to build a house out of like wood or something before you do that. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking of that that first Minecraft night, you know, when you drop yeah. into a server and it's like, well, better build my house of dirt. Well, usually I spend my first night in seven days to die, like, crouching behind a tree in the dark, staring at dogs that are running past and hoping they're not going to bite me. Are these ground we are doing this? Oh, that actually reminds me of um, of Darkwood or whatever that fucking game I played was called. It was a really good game. It, uh, it must have been. Dark. <laughs> dark it's like game, a, uh, really good game. Uh, dark souls no dark <laughs> dark cloud dark no it was in, it was in one of my things it was darkwood i was right darkwood's 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 like this um it's it's kind of like it's kind of like project zomboid meets um meets silent hill so there's like an actual storyline to it um hmm. you know and there's like is you have to you basically have your the day to explore and meet characters and try and progress the story and uh collect materials and collect storyline items and then you have to get back to your house and you have to set up your fortifications and then a night hits and whatever you didn't fucking do you know could fuck you over Uh, i think you need also need access to water or something because water keeps you from going undead or whatever but Mm -hmm. it's it's like it's like a really really cool um idea and it's a really cool game it's really cool how they kind of combine those building mechanics with some classic uh, survival horror elements and i and when you mentioned some days to die it just means it reminds me of the same thing because the first monster uh you're going to run into are like these dogs that are howling out your door and and i think part of what works so well for that game is the atmosphere is so great at setting it up because you could hear monsters well before you fucking see them and you should just pray that you never see them like yeah, you have to pray. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing in seven days to die you can hear their footsteps from really far away and if you're, if it's nighttime, that can creep you the hell out because you don't really have anything to, that you can do at night except for like, yeah. sit in a little hole and hope that nothing sees you. And uh, there, there's also sort of the same thing there with the water, except it's a bit more of a struggle to get water because all the sources are contaminated. So if you drink water without boiling it first, you get dysentery and start shitting everywhere. <laughs> so. so there's a lot of there's a lot of these games, right? Like the the survival yeah. the zombie survival yeah. basically the your life is shit try not to die again. they're they're all yeah. in early access right now here's my question to you guys because i think we've got a pretty good spread of of stuff that everyone's played what do you think the best one is that you've played so far uh it's it's a, it's it's actually a tie for me between zomboid and darkwood yeah zomboid's pretty good and I, and I meant to to get a multiplayer game going with Jay at some point, but I also sort of wanted to wait until like NPCs and vehicles and shit were in, so we got sort of the full experience. But is that are those still not present? No, I mean development takes a long time with that game sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do like uh, Sunboy a lot, but I don't starve; it's at least complete. So you know, 
What was that? <laughs> Don't Starve is good. I've never uh, never played that one, actually. Nor yeah, Don't, Don't Starve is good. I, I played that one. I, I like that one. I, lo- I love the... Um, I don't think style. you'll like it, don't Jared, it because it has a whole thing where you die. You have to start over again. So. I mean, I'm not a. We we all know I'm not a huge um, roguelike fan, of course. So I, I can do the starting over again. It just kind of depends on. I don't know. It depends hey. on the. Does it have any persistence, or yeah. is it just the same like start over? Nope. Mm, you mean don't starve? Don't starve does, yeah. does yeah. have a little bit of persistence. In fact, you want to die. Because once you, I mean, you don't want to die, but when you do die, it actually starts rolling up the experience that you had gained from that playthrough and it unlocks characters. Oh, okay. So there is like a, a point to dying, I guess, at mm-hmm. least until you unlock all your characters. Or at least yeah. like something that makes it feel tangible still, or, or like it was still worthwhile in some way. Like, oh, I, I died, but I got something, so. But, but, but what, Jay? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I didn't, there wasn't a but. I wanted to ask if you ever found out what sex and race you got in Rust. Uh, you know, I never logged in. I should probably do that. My video <laughs> card uh, can't handle Rust, the the uh, the current branch of it. I can play old Rust just fine, but the the like experimental branch, I I boot into it and, like I can barely run anywhere. I could probably figure out what race I am though, so I should really look into that. Yeah, I want to know. I've really crossed my fingers for Asian. I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to you be a to be, black independent. You want to be an Asian man? I feel like people will trust me more. <laughs> I want you to be a black independent woman who don't need no man. Or at least think that I know karate and thus they shouldn't mess with me. <laughs> and sexual outline. I can't. I don't, I don't, dude, should we explain what we're talking about? No, I think, I think we talked about it on the podcast. I think we have talked about it on the podcast, but it's real. it takes two seconds. Um, the developers of Rust decided rather than having a character creator... They would just assign you a character. And <laughs> it's pretty interesting. It I didn't actually hear about it, that. It, it, okay, so they, de- they decided they, they would assign you a character because they decided like everyone in the world is different and you can't control what you're born as. So they wanted to recreate the same thing in Rust. And it's actually tied to your Steam ID. But, so but I, heard, start but I already know what it's like to be white and I don't want to miss out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, I, I guess I guess what they're doing is they're taking the, the characters of your Steam ID number and using those to sort of seed your random generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe even in the future we'll be able to know, like, if my Steam ID is such and such, I'll be... Asian, like I always dreamed. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it it, it it's not unchangeable. So if you if you log in and uh, you are like a three hundred pound Polynesian guy, you're just you just have to deal with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, in fact, that might be <laughs> preferable in Rust. Maybe you're bigger, harder. You're a, you're a bigger target to hit with a club, but you're hardier. You, you make you, shrimps. You can make a really delicious roast pork. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't mean to profile, but <laughs> well, there's, there's no Polynesians listening to this right now. I maybe <laughs> Parker <laughs> might be. You know? Parker <laughs> might be Polynesian. We don't know that. Man, he's basically the star of the podcast. See, all you have to do to be star of the podcast is just tell us to talk more about cinnamon. <laughs> we listen. Right, or tell us, tell us that we suck. That's really what Parker did. We yeah. won't even use you. <laughs> so. Parker. Parker told us we suck. Like, okay, Parker, fine, we suck. For the last like two, he said my topic of conversation was good. (laughs) For the last like two weeks, I've tried to describe Titan Souls to everybody and never successfully got through the thought. 
So maybe that's a good way to cap off our our discussion today. By uh, you don't want to hear about twisted metal. Too. By finally, get, I mean, what is there to say? It here here. I'll give you I'll give you the twisted metal two PS Vita port review. It uses the rear touchpad for anything. There we go. F zero out of five stars. An impossible score. We're gonna create a We don't even do it, but we did it for if you use the rear touchpad for anything other than like making fun of the rear touchpad. <laughs> You just, if you win, will Calypso give you just a regular copy of Twisted Metal 2? Maybe. <laughs> that would be nice. I, I, I think that's probably why I got the PS Vita version of, uh, of Twisted Metal 2. I was like, hey, Calypso, I want to play Twisted Metal 2. And he's like, granted. And I find out I only play it for the Vita. No! Is that the genie that uh, that was giving us the wishes the other time? Yeah, it's that evil he genie. He's kind of our Calypso. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a genie. He's like well, that's right, he was guy. a loser. A guy with he was powers. a wizard. Genie is racist. He was a wizard that takes public transportation. So, so, so we all know Calypso has a daughter, right? I'm not clear on what Calypso is. I, I, okay. He, he was the sponsor of the Twisted Metal Tournament. He grants wishes. Is that a Mortal Kombat character? Uh, you, you know what? Sure, why not? Wait, is that the story of Twisted Metal? Is a guy gives you a wish if you win? Yeah, that's yes. what everybody's smashing their cards. Yes. I had no idea. Isn't it obvious? It had, wait, did you you played them right? I, Twisted Metal. I I only played at like friends' houses, and so oh, I okay. know which ones I don't like. But <laughs> he returns Sweet Tooth's friend. I don't yeah. know. I know who Sweet Tooth is. So, yeah, but, so that's that's the story. That's been the storyline of every single one. There's this guy named Calypso. He says, "Compete in my tournament, and I will grant you any wish." Um, and then you, you know, the cars go ahead and compete and they get to him and it's like a monkey's paw type thing. He gets to, they get to Calypso and he's like, this is my wish. And it's really pretty fucked up. He's like, oh, hey, I wish for a glass of milk. And then he goes, granted. And you drink a glass of milk and you find out the fucking milk is spoiled. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> reminds me of a particular game where the end was, uh, oh no, it was a bad taco. Why would you? Well, they, no, they actually, they actually, they actually really do have a, they really do have a driver like that. The, the driver's name is uh, is Hammerhead, and it's usually these two dude bros, right? So Hammerhead will usually win the tournament, and Hammerhead will usually have like a really stupid request, like like, um, like an a, an elaborate house with no doors. <laughs> no, they they like push for new tires. It's Who like hey, man, we, we, need, we need new tires. Arms? No, no, it's like, like this is literally a wish. He's like, he's like, Hammerhead will win the competition. He's like, we want new tires. And Clint was like, you want new fucking tires? Fine, granted. I think the only time he monkey pawed them uh, was when they wished they could fly. And, and Clint went, okay, granted. Uh, the two Hammerhead guys go jumping off a roof. They fall to their deaths. And then Clint was like, oh, I wonder why they did that when I have these two first class tickets. Hey. <laughs> wow. Ah, that sounds like an <laughs> a, That's a home run right there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're uh by the way here's a here's like a genie tip if your wish has like an msrp you probably made a bad wish like <laughs> i wish for a set of tires estimated at six hundred dollars i'm 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 playing as because twisted metal does this thing where they try to be tragic so i'm playing as his daughter right now a uh, grasshopper crystal sparks real redneck type but see here's the thing and then, and then people know so little about the story i'll talk to people i'll be like Okay, well, Calypso has a daughter who's also a robot who's also a bomb. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's true. Okay, so Grasshopper, aka Krista Sparks in Twisted Metal 2, um, she was like his 16 year old daughter or whatever. She died. Somehow she came back. 
Uh, Coates was surprised to find out it's her. And she's like, yeah, the LAPD built me. We built me, daddy. And then her face falls off and she's a bomb. And then she blows Calypso up. You know that music that always plays over old <laughs> cartoons when like a, a, one of the cartoon characters is drunk? It's like, wow, wow, wow. I think you should be playing that over everything Jay says tonight. <laughs> but this is true. This is all true. All this stuff actually happened. It, is, uh, it uh, is hard it's, to it's tell how much is the alcohol thing. and how much is the twisted metal. Okay. I'm going to prove all of this to you. I'm going to link all of this shit out to you guys. No uh, all of this is like 100% okay. factual. <laughs> I think everybody here is happy one, the way there's they... Another one, there's another one with, with Twister. I, I forget Twister. I trust you. She's some, right, she's some race car driver, right? And she's like, you know, I want to be able to break the, the sound barrier or, the, or light barrier or whatever. And Clips was like, granted. And then she gets in a race car and she, she races off and she goes so fast that she travels back in time and gets eaten by a dinosaur. Man, these are this is a good game. <laughs> All right, really, really, I'm genuinely oh. concerned that I still will not be able to get Titan Souls off my chest. Here we go, Titan Souls. Um, it's a game, and mm. the concept is it's kind of like uh, it's got a top-down view, like Zelda. You walk around this this nifty oh. empty world. You have a bow and arrow, and it only has one arrow. So when you shoot it, you actually have to then hold down square to call it back to you. Um, and and so, uh, and, and that's basically it. There's no upgrades, there's no health, one hit kills you. And th- there are no enemies in the game. There are only, I want to say it's like 17 bosses, basically. And so you explore this world, you track down these bosses, and one hit kills you, but one hit also kills the boss. And so the concept here is they're just... They're incredibly fast. They're incredibly like tough to kill. They only have one itty bitty, teeny tiny weak spot, and it's usually only open during a very specific time. And it's kind of like a every every boss generally is, the good ones at least are like a puzzle to figure out how to beat them. Um, so there's one boss who's basically a giant brain encased in ice, and in the center of the room there is a torch that the boss will actually. Um, accidentally light as he chases you by running over these buttons and so basically what you have to do is you have to line it up so that when he hits the button and the torch turns on you shoot your arrow through the torch and hit him and melt the ice and it only takes that boss takes two shots one to melt the ice one to kill the the giant flopping brain and um I guess what's so weird about it is because it only takes one hit to kill a boss, when you do finally pull it off, it's usually in the span of like five to ten seconds. Um, yeah, so you have to explain what was that video I watched with the mushroom. So that's a that's a mushroom boss, and I fought him. He jumps around and shoots like spores everywhere. And his his like gimmick is every time he jumps and hits the ground, his weak spot rotates by uh, a quarter of a circle. And so eventually you just figure out like for the kids at home. Sure. And so eventually you just figure out by the time he bounces three times, he'll be in line with where I'm going to stand. And so I just have to avoid his attacks until he hits that that one spot. And so like figuring out that process and figuring out where I should stand and how to best avoid him killing me while I try to get into position that took like, you know, 20 minutes, not 20 minutes, but probably, probably a good 10 minutes. And then the actual process of killing him is just one 
you know, lucky shot. And so it's this crazy game where I can take all the clips of all the bosses I've killed. And if we tallied up the total time, it probably adds to like the actual kill encounters. I would guess if you took all 17 of them and put them together, it would maybe last for like two minutes, something like that. Um, But the process of getting to the point where you can actually kill them, you're going to have to die a lot to figure out like what their gimmick is or what the puzzle is. Um, Some of them are really, really straightforward where they just have a weak point and they just move so fast that it's hard to hit it. But a lot of them like that ice cube boss or um, there's a, there's a really cool one who's, he's a cube and on one side of the cube, there is a eye that opens up and fires a laser and he basically rolls around the stage and if he lands on you, he smashes you. And then every like three times that he rolls, the eye opens up and shoots the laser. And that's when you have to hit him. But the challenge is he's shooting a laser, so you can't stand in front of him. So what you basically have to do is you have to shoot your arrow and plant it somewhere and then wait for him to open his eye while you're standing behind him. And then you can pull the arrow into his eye um, without getting hit by his laser. And it sounds oh so simple. And if you watch someone do it, it takes like 10, 20 seconds. Um, But figuring that out and getting to that point is just like this huge ordeal and and this crazy endeavor. And so if you want to look like you are super pro (laughs) at a game, um, just take all your success clips from this. That's definitely what I'm going to do. And and compile them into one super clip where where you are uh, the, the amazing hero. But um, it's a really, really novel concept, and I think it's almost, uh, it's difficult to describe why it's not always satisfying. I I guess the the simple explanation is when you die, you have to walk back to the boss, and it's not a very far walk. It's just a a couple screens, usually. Um, But I feel like walking to the boss is almost more game than fighting the boss, (laughs) and that would be my biggest criticism. Of of Titan Souls, and, and I honestly, oh, so it is exactly like Dark Souls, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Too much walking, not enough killing. It's the it's the last two zones in Bloodborne. Walking to the boss <laughs> is more game than the boss. Um, it, it sounds like uh, Shadow of the Colossus. One. It, it is. It's a lot like Shadow of the Colossus, um, except except so much faster paced. And I really can't. It's so hard to to um, to sh- to explain it properly but the way that your run speed works and the way that you um you can do a roll uh by by just pressing x while you're walking and you'll do like a little a little dodge roll um they are like just slow enough that the boss will always have a slight clip on you and it is really really frantic trying to get away like that cube who chases you it, it it wouldn't be so hard if you had time to set up your shot, but you just don't because he is on top of you all the time. No matter how fast you run, he's always like one square away from rolling on top of you. And so it, it keeps everything like really fast paced. If you if you try to hold still while you're fighting these guys, it it's going to take them just a matter of seconds to destroy you. Like it, it's so fast. Um, but really, a really, really cool concept. I, I love the idea of the game. And to be honest, like I have this criticism where I say I don't like the walking, but I honestly don't know how you fix that aside from like doubling the number of bosses to to actually make the game a reasonable length. Because if if you died and you could just hit continue, this game would be like maybe maybe an hour, two hours. Sounds a bit 
like an old school game where once you know what you're doing, you can actually speed run it. Because that's something you can't do in a lot of games that are that have come out like in the past five or ten years is you can't speed run them because there's so much stuff just like bogging you down. And it's like, oh, I have to watch this cutscene and I can't skip it and all that. Sounds like someone could theoretically do like a speed run of the game and maybe it, maybe it would be popular among speedrunners. That's actually that's something I hadn't really thought about. Fastest. I think I think that's a great idea for it. Like that's a that's a perfect use case. I mean, I mean it's fun. I'm having a good time playing it. Um, but I don't find myself sitting down in front of it for more than like it, it gets exhausting when you can't beat a boss. And so, I mean, after after, you know, 15, 20 minutes on a boss, I'll, I'll have a tendency to just drop off and kind of forget about it for a little while. Well, that's the other thing is if if you only have to hit the boss once to kill it, that means it's a very binary action. It's either you're winning or you're not. So like in a in a Zelda boss battle, you generally have to hit like whatever it is, like the red spot, wherever, whatever that is. It's like three times or mm-hmm. six times or so there's like a progression that's going on. And even if you lose the boss battle, you're like, oh, I was so close. But it sounds like with with that game there is no such thing as being close because you either got the one hidden and killed him or yep. you accomplished nothing yeah well it, it sounds it sounds like it's a lot closer to um firefly diaries than it is like shadows of the colossus or bloodborne or no more heroes right it like because firefly diaries the 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 thing is the puzzle right there there, there are and even the bosses you fight the bosses are basically puzzles in that game um, because you really have no way to damage them and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. you have to work out what the level is. Um, so I know, I know they're, I know it looks like a boss battle, but it just sounds like, it sounds like a puzzle game. It, it really and is. It I, like, I think that's you know, a, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Like it, it's mostly, if you just went in and like shot every time and just shot like crazy in a hope that you'd get it, you would be spending a very long time like you have to really look at their patterns and try and figure out you know when is he going to be in standing in the right spot for me to hit him and and where should i be standing and how do i avoid him until we can get to that location um and, and i mean some of the bosses are super uninspired where they just have like a weak point and they just move fast or something like that but at the same time, a lot of them, like, like I, I, I keep going back to that ice one. Like, I just thought it was a great puzzle. Like, it felt really good when I when I figured out what to do and realized that, like, he was turning. I, I for the longest time, because I'm kind of retarded, I couldn't figure out why the torch would be on. It seemed like it was never on in the center of the room when I needed it to be. <laughs> and eventually I realized, I was like, oh, shit, he's running over these buttons and turning on the torch. And it was this great, like, aha moment. And then, and then once I figured that out, it didn't take me very long to to clear him out. So, it's I like it's, I like how in a game where there's only one thing to do, you're still Jared bad. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> at games. Yeah, I guess if that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think my only other criticism is it's cross-platform, so you can play it on the Vita or the PS4. Um, but you die so much and it has bloodborne syndrome where the load times are like just enough that you if you're dying every five seconds, you're kind of tired of seeing a black screen while the game oh, hey, starts up again. Speaking 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 of uh, loading times, um, Telltale patched the awful loading times for Game of Thrones on the PlayStation 4. So oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah, because they were they were like horrific, honestly. You know what can't be patched? X Rebirth. <laughs> did you ever go did you ever go go back to that one to check on it again? It's up to version three point five and guess what? It still sucks. Oh man. 
3.5, as in like it started at 1.0 and it's it's already at 3.5. What's that <laughs> other? Better than Mirror Moon? Mm. No, let's not get into that. Uh, Even uh, X, X, X Rebirth is something different. It's that one with the really scantily clad girl that's like just yes, X Blades for profits. That's the weird X Blades. <laughs> Um, what? Here's it was a, it was X Blades. X Blades was like this really terrible platformer. I don't know if anyone else has ever played it. I don't know that I have. I do have a question though. What is the? Um, there is another space game that everybody loves instead of hates, and mm-hmm. and it's like just you're trying to like dock well, X- spaceships and what is it called? It's like it's like something dangerous or trigger dangerous. Escape velocity. Es- no, I don't think it's escape velocity. <laughs> ah shit! What's it called? I can't Game think of fun, it. Though. Is it elite dangerous? I I think is it I what Doug? Elite dangerous? I think it is elite dangerous. Has anybody played that? Never nope. heard of that. Elite dangerous. Let me make sure that's what. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's a space adventure trading and combat simulator. So you can like basically you can basically be a space trucker. And mm-hmm. I, I guess a ton of the learning curve of the game is just like learning how to dock your ship without blowing up. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I remember hearing mm-hmm. a lot of positive stuff about this, and I, I thought... Oh. All Wait, the best the space fuck? games okay, do that. Okay, I'm really... I'm looking, in, I'm looking at X-Blade's history, because I didn't pay any attention to that. X- uh, Ubisoft published it. They published mm-hmm. X-Blade? They, they published X-Blade. Now, I, I, okay, you need to go look at an image of X-Blade's. I will look uh, at... I will look at one image of X Blades. No, just go, just go, just Google search it, so you can see instantly the ga- kind of game I'm talking about here. Uh, I'm sh- look at images of naked ladies. I mean, you might be by searching for X Blades. Oh, here we are. This is my sort of game. Oh, All I right, remember. So, I remember this one. Wait a minute. Yeah, and I, 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 I owned it for a little bit, and it was like really terrible. It was like the worst put together platformer I played um, in the 3D realm, and it was like I. Maybe I should do it as a terrible Tuesday instead of trying to explain it to people. Um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how this could have been bad. Mm. <laughs> it looks very. I'm, tasty. I'm like I'm like wondering how it had so many uh, so many different publishers. I'm wondering why the what made Ubisoft pick this up. I mean, really? <laughs> oh, look in, in this picture. She made an X with her blades. That's perfect. And then it got and then somehow it got a sequel, Blades of Time. Um, at least she's not a little girl. But at least she's not a little girl anymore in Blades of Time. She's like looks like a more mature woman. It's nine ninety nine on Steam, so if you guys need something to do, I guess. Do something yeah, that might be that might be a trouble. If you want something to do and you have nine ninety nine, put that in an envelope and send it to us because it's better to use your money than fucking buying X Blades. You could buy a can of lacquer and a garbage bag with that. You can. Good mm-hmm. time. All right. I, I, I think it needs to be a terrible Tuesday. You can buy a six-pack. That and Twisted yeah, Metal yeah. for the Vita. Let's see. Should we read a review for it? All right. Here's a thumbs-up review on Steam. Good pace, action-fighting game with interesting story. There you go. 9, 9.7 hours on record. That is not true generic at all. At all. <laughs> I should have listened to all the negative re- reviews. Then again, I bought it on sale, so I'm only out a buck. 
I laughed at all the bought it for the plot jokes in the reviews and laughed with that in mind when I ins- I can't read Steam reviews. All right, we're done. <laughs> all I right. will say this. I will say this. It has like it, when I say it's one of the worst platformers I've ever played. I'm not just talking about the story, and I'm not just talking about the cheesecake. Like I'm talking about like really simple shit, like collision detection and all that that they get wrong. Um, that just makes it completely awful. Like it like it makes no sense. Why in the hell Ubisoft would ever touch this game? Even though, uh, even though they're making pretty bad games themselves these days. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and figure this one out. <laughs> um, so, I think that we're probably at, at our at our stopping point here. I want to make sure that we thank Jason for for stopping in and joining us tonight. Um, I don't. I don't have a finger on the early access pulse very often, um, and so. It's nice sometimes to hear about like what's coming out in that area because uh, usually when I do get one of those type of games, I play the shit out of it, and Besiege might be just such a thing. So I'm I'm actually really excited about looking into that a little further. But anyway, thank you for for joining us, Jason. I mean, it's it's not even on purpose that I end up falling into all these early access games. It just happens to be that the stuff I'm interested it's, in it's lately just accidental. is yeah, very accidental. All right. Well, I think. Hey, what, what, what else go, am I going to do? No, no, Buy GTA Five about, for sixty bucks? Yeah, no. I know. Playing it, playing it for the third. Apparently, with GTA Five for PC now, um, apparently it's a pretty good port until you get to the keyboard and the mouse, which I guess are pretty important. Um, what I, I guess I guess supposedly like the controller play for that one is kind of bad on the PC for some reason, but the mouse support on it is so that shooting if you shoot with the mouse in that game it's like really fucking good it's amazingly good and you get two bullets for like every shot that you take so that you can dominate online um equally so if you try and drive with the same setup you try try and drive with the keyboard and mouse setup uh it's really bad so i guess it, it balances each other out um is it you, you say balances each other out and you'll do really good online is this is it's not cross-platform or anything no 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 it's not cross-platform i'm okay. i'm i'm really i'm really in this second hand uh because i'm not uh, pl- i'm not paying for that game a third time it's like uh, a really good mod comes out i mean for good it. for you you should stand by that <laughs> unless a really unless a really good mod comes out for it then i'll pay for it a third time well, it's just good to hear that it's Such a decent cons- port because gta 4 was a fucking oh rockstar rockstar does fucking terrible ports like they yeah like their their ports are just awful through and through. I mean, yeah. they they tried. Um, bless their so it's mostly good one. Yeah, and I I got it wrong. The controller the controller support is good. It's just the mouse and keyboard is very weird. Um, for shooting, it's supposed to be great, like like too good actually. Um, but for driving, it's supposed to be horrible as usual. So that that's consistent with Rockstar. But, but I'm used to that, so maybe it's actually good for me because like I only ever drive with the keyboard and mouse in all those games, like Saints Row and everything. So. Uh, you're you're a brave man. I I did I did I did uh, fuck around with San Andreas with the keyboard and mouse for a while, but I just wanted to play the mods. I have to be honest. Oh yeah. Like I did I did um, actually I think I downloaded Vice City and I played an entire San Andreas overhaul for Vice City, despite <laughs> the fact I also owned San Andreas. So it technically made no sense, but it was still fun. Vice City is one of those games you go back to and you're like, boy, this looks rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, if you enjoyed our podcast this evening, hey Parker, I hope this was to your liking. Yeah, basically you, Parker, you fucker, the one, the one person who saw fit to to say something to us, and we hate you now. 
So if you'd like to write us an email, send us an email at contactedenemyslime.com. Make it insulting so we have something to work with. And we'll hate you, too. Um, go, <laughs> go follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. And um, I think you're going to say go fuck wait, yourself. Talk about, what about the developer thing? Money, please. I, we're gonna I, we're gonna actually go through that uh, after we drop off here. So oh, so you don't want to mention it on the box? Not quite yet, because we haven't we haven't sorted everything out for it. But we'll you'll hear more about that in the in the coming weeks. So uh, anyway, thank you for joining us, everybody. And I think with that, in the in the words of the, the beautiful Jason Brown. <laughs>